0: cares and pleasures Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. In our epistle lesson tonight from First Peter chapter 3, St. Peter writes in verse 15 what we consider one of the proof texts behind um, or our motivation for a Christian apologetics, that is, making a defense for the faith that we have. As Paul says, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So Paul is encouraging us to always be prepared. If anyone should come to us and say, how can you believe this stuff about Jesus and what the Bible says and the afterlife and all these things? We are to have a reason for the hope that we have. And so, especially for unbelievers, we can learn plenty of very, very good and helpful defenses for the reliability of the Bible the historical reality of Jesus we can defend our faith against those who bring a question we can be prepared to make a reason for the hope that we have the hope that the world does not the hope that only the Lord can give so we can make a we can have a reason for those who bring question to us from the outside but what happens When the questions come from within ourselves, when maybe we start to feel a little hopeless, or the devil comes and tries to bring us despair. Are you sure that you're saved? Yeah, sure. You can make a historical case that Jesus died, but did he really die for you? There really is a hell and people do go there. So, are you sure that you are going to heaven? Are you sure? Are you certain? Or are you hopeless? So, where do you look for certainty? Now, because we're physical and our human flesh, we want to look for some kind of physical evidence, some kind of measurable way to find certainty that we are saved. And so the only thing we have to look at starts with the mirror. We look at ourselves, our lives. Have we been good enough? When you go to bed at night, or even worse, on the deathbed, when the devil brings his questions and accusations, and you sit there asking yourself, Have I been good enough to be sure? Am I certain that I'm saved? Well, look at your life says the devil, says your own logic and reason, says your flesh, has my life measured up to give me certainty? Has my sincerity of faith in my heart, I feel such a great sincerity of faith inside myself that leads me to live this wonderful outward Christian life before others? Or really, is it the opposite? As we look at our life, does our life bring us doubts to the certainty of our faith, and doubts to the certainty of our salvation. We are physical, and we want to look for physical certainty of our salvation. And Jesus knows that, but he doesn't want us looking at ourselves. So he specifically gives us something physical outside of ourselves. As St. Peter continues, In 1 Peter chapter 3, just after he tells us to always be ready to make a defense for the reason, for the hope that we have, he continues in verse 21, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Baptism now saves you. Baptism, simple water in God's word, outside of yourself, saves you. You want something physical? Here you go, water. Is the water feel wet? Then you're saved, says Jesus. Physical certainty outside of yourself. So when we start to despair, when the devil brings us his reasons for doubt and we grow hopeless, and you start clinging for something physical, Jesus has given you something physical. Just don't look at your life because you're gonna look at your life and only find evidence for despair and doubt. Jesus has given you something physical. He's given you his word. He's attached it to water, holy baptism. He's given us his supper. Baptism now saves you, says Peter, pretty clear. Wait a second, though. Pretty sure Jesus saves. If all the billboards across Missouri are telling the truth, Jesus saves, right? So is it, which one is it? Does Jesus save or does baptism save? Well, yes, Jesus saves by his death on the cross. In fact, this is our theme. I started to get worried this week that people weren't picking up on the theme of our Lent and midweek services, so we changed the bulletin to make it quite clear in very large font, Salvation 1, Salvation delivered. Tonight we're talking about baptism. You get the idea, giant pictures, right? Salvation was won by Jesus on the cross. He paid the price, He paid what we owe, He took our place, He saved us on the cross. He won salvation, but He didn't deliver it at the cross. You weren't there after all. So trying to find the cross in Jerusalem does you no good. He delivers the cross wherever he wants it to be delivered. So he won salvation on the cross and he delivers it wherever his word is proclaimed and wherever he attaches his word. Tonight to holy baptism, salvation is delivered in holy baptism. And therefore we can say with certainty in a physical, verifiable way, you are saved because baptism saves you, says Jesus. He won it on the cross he delivers it to us with certainty in holy baptism also in holy baptism as we heard in in our gospel reading from tonight from matthew 28 he puts his name upon us putting your name on something is very important especially with with young children, you have art projects and they want to make sure. I mean, these, these snowmen all look terrible, but they know what their snowman looks like, and you can't get it mixed up. That's not my snowman, that's my sister's snowman. You can only tell the difference between the snowmen by the name on the art project. You put a name on what belongs to you, and so God has put his name on us. We belong to him. Parents put names on their kids' shoes and coats and stuff so they don't get lost. And if they do get lost, we know how to find the owner. So God has put his name on us, so he finds us when we scurry off and finds us, right? He's put his name on us. One more thing on the Lord's name, though. The Lord's name is different than our name. It doesn't just go upon us to mark us as his own, but God's name, as you might recall from the Moses in the burning bush, in the, book, in, the, in the book of Exodus, when Moses says, what is your name, burning bush? And he says, in the Hebrew, Yahweh, translated into the English, I am. Tell Israel, I am has sent you. God's name is, for us in English, the be verb, the simply being, existence. God is. His name is his presence, his name is his presence. So when God puts his name on something, he marks it as his own, but he gives something more. He actually locates his presence there. So in the Old Testament for the, for the certainty of Israel, wondering where God is and does he love me, they can go down to Jerusalem, find him at the temple because God had told Solomon, build a temple and so my name can dwell there. And so Solomon built the temple, had a prayer and said, God, we call your name into the temple. The first king says the name came into the temple and it was so powerful, it blasted out all the priests and everybody inside, blew the priests out of there with the presence of God in his name. His name is his saving presence. And now in the New Testament then, as Jesus ascends into heaven, he takes his name off the temple And he says, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He puts his name and presence on us. And then he says, and lo, I am with you always. Of course he's with us always. Where he puts his name, there he is. So when he puts his name on us in holy baptism, we have a certainty of his presence with us. And where Jesus is, sin is forgiven. And where Jesus is, death flees. Wherever Jesus walks around, dead bodies are always popping up. So we don't need to fear death with Jesus with us. We don't need to fear sin and guilt with Jesus with us, forgiving our sin, covering our shame, chasing away the devil. So we have this with great certainty. No matter what we face or where we go, we know baptism has saved us outside of anything in you. But he's given you a physical, verifiable promise that if you start to doubt, you can come down here and stick your hand on the font. While you're at it, pull out some of those dead flies. As sure as the water is there, you are saved. And that means Jesus is with you. Wherever you go, whatever you face, you're never alone the hospital room, tough times at work, you're never alone. The Lord is with you and has overcome all that tries to bring you hopelessness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. We stand.